Good morning, good morning. All right, maybe it's not morning. Maybe it's like late at night and you're doing dishes listening to my latest podcast episode. If that's you, then first of all, I feel like we need to do a slow clap because you're basically a superstar because at nighttime, I ain't doing no dishes and I definitely am not listening to podcast episodes. I just leave all of that. I'm like, I'm the total slacker in both of those regards. I'm like, kids, do the dishes. You want to stay up late? No problem. (laughs) Do the dishes. You can stay up if you clean. And I have one child that always takes me up on it. Is she the sucker or am I the sucker? I don't really know. She seems happy with the arrangement. I'm also happy with the arrangement. So anyways, tangent number one, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of those today. I'm just a little bit, I've written nothing down. I have no plan, which always means it's a little more tangenty. However, I do have a topic for today's rant. And today's topic is going to be, are you qualified? I I was going to finish that and say to homeschool your children, but, but let's just leave it right there. Are you qualified, like really, to do anything in your life? Are you qualified to speak about that topic? Are you qualified to be a mother? Are you qualified to homeschool your kids? Am I qualified to write gather around homeschool curriculum? We're going to talk about that today because it just came up and now I feel like ranting. So it's going to be fun, you guys. Um, definitely, 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 you know what I'm going to say. Grab some coffee or tea. You can do that too. Or some apple cider. Tis the season. I set up my tree today. So <laughs> that just happened. Um, anyways, and then we're going to get into it. So let's talk about qualifications. So before we begin, I feel like I need to talk about food just slightly because, you know, I did give the disclaimer that this was going to be ranty. So I feel like I can talk about anything on my mind. And I'm the person that's like, squirrel, there's always a lot of things on my mind, like 8 billion things. Hubby asks, what are you thinking about? Don't ask me that question. I actually have no idea what I'm thinking about because my brain is thinking 8 billion things all at the same time and never in an organized fashion. It's like single words that don't even fit. I'm thinking about everything all the time. There's just always thoughts. And so I don't even know what's happening in my head. I do know that I just ate about four mini caramel bars because my husband bought like three boxes. I went out on Halloween and bought one box because we don't celebrate and we usually don't get trick-or-treaters, but we like to give out and into our community. And so I was like, I'm going to get one box. I mean, we live in the boonies, but there's usually someone who knocks. And then my husband comes home from work and is like, did you get candy? And I said, yes, I got candy. He's like, have you had lots of trick-or-treaters? I'm like, no, there has literally been one person that came to the door and there's not going to be anyone else. So don't get candy. And then he came home with three more boxes. So we have a lot, a lot of candy, which my kids are really enjoying. Um, and as am I, apparently there's something about these little mini ones that make you feel like you can have more. And then at the end of the day, you've eaten more than if you had just bought a whole chocolate bar. Like how many mini caramels do I need to eat until I've eaten two of them? I just, it's anyways, it's a lot. Um, but that's okay, right? It's all right. And I'm waiting. I told my husband I'm going to podcast quickly and then he is coming home from work and taking a break and he is bringing McDonald's. So super healthy eater over here. I'm one of those super uber healthy people. Okay. Somebody, one of my friends, maybe she's not going to listen to this podcast. 
<laughs> That'd be awkward. Anyways, one of my friends messaged me a while ago, and I'm super terrible. I did not respond because I was going to respond in a snarky way, and then I decided it was better to not say anything at all because that's what my mother taught me. Anyways, she emailed me, and she's like, hey, so how's your workout goals going? And and um, she does, uh, I'm not actually 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Beachbody, which I've done in the past too, so I know it all, guys. I've done it all. I'm like... You can sell it to me. I probably am signed up with everything. Like I used to do it, everything. So I get it. But anyways, um, and she said, you know, how are your workout goals and how are you doing with your health? And I, I killed myself laughing. I'm like stuffing my face in front of my computer, eating junk food. Like that's how my, my, my goals are going. Like my goal today was not to eat sugar. Oh, you guys, that was so far from reality. That just did not work out for me at all. So anyways, I'm not sure what I'm saying. Don't look up to me when it comes to health, okay? I might be somewhat smaller in stature, but it is pure genetics because probably I'm going to get some sort of debilitating disease caused by sugar. That's what they're going to find out. You eat too much. Yeah, don't. uh, We know. Okay, so now that we've had our food tangent because I love food, we can move on and we can talk about why I am talking about qualifications today. Again, I'm like always kind of on this precipice of how much am I allowed to say. My podcast used to be my free place because a lot of people I know watch my videos, but my podcast, I don't think a lot of people listen to. And then I find out that some people do. And then it makes me think, oh, can I speak freely? So recently I was in a situation where I felt judged. Now this happens a lot. It's not like it's anything new and it's not like I actually most of the time take it personally either, but it's it's irritating to me when I feel judged in this particular fashion. There's a few ways in my life that it just gets under my skin. One of those is any sort of condescension, which actually this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today, but I'm just, you know, now you know Rebecca a little more. Because I was always younger than everyone else in my entire life, still often am because I married somebody who's older and, and I had kids really young and so I kind of often tend to be you know, around the same life as people who are a little bit older than me. And so I often am in situations where people find out I'm younger and then they're condescending. And so that's one way that I'm I'm very sensitive to. I always hear it. I always hear it. My kids kill themselves laughing because sometimes you go through the drive-through or the worst is where you go buy something at a store like a, like a clothing store or something, and the person working there is maybe 15. I mean, is that even legal? I don't know, maybe 16. But young, 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 young. Just like just able to get a job, not even able to drive herself to the job. And they call you sweetheart. Okay, sweetie. It's like I know that you're you're trying to be super sweet. And so I I am going to try to smile <laughs> is what I'm gonna try to do. But inside, I'm like, really? Did we just do that? And I get it all the time. It's like at the bank, or it's like 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 people, people, and, and if you are somebody who says that and it doesn't mean anything condescending at all, then know that I am working on smiling when people say that and you know, but just, it's one of those things that needles me. It just needles me a little bit. It's like, it's like you just have to jab a little and I know it's not always intended. So I'm working on it. Okay. But that's one of the things that, that tends to get to me. The other thing that tends to get to me when I feel judged 
is when it is about qualifications. And again, probably because it's similar to the condescension thing where it is, I'm, I'm in a condescending way, it's usually about my age. And when it comes to are you qualified, it comes across as condescending. It comes across as, well, obviously that person feels like they are qualified to tell you that you are not qualified, right? And so I have faced that in many different avenues. I have faced that in homeschooling where people look at you and they think, oh, so you homeschool. So do you, what's your degree? I'm like, uh, uh, I don't have a degree. And then it's like, oh, well, how can you possibly homeschool your children? Because you, I mean, teachers can homeschool their children, but only a teacher can do that. And they're just flabbergasted. Like, what's my qualification to be able to do that? My kids are going to be messed up for life, clearly. So I face it in the homeschool realm, and I'm sure that some of you can relate to that. I face it in the realm of business a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. What qualifies me to do anything, I feel like. I face it in ministry. I face it, um, I faced it a lot where it's like, who are you to talk about this unless you have mastered this in your life completely 100%? I'm like, well, if we're going for nobody can speak unless they're perfect, well then I guess nobody could ever speak because nobody masters anything 199.999% of the time. Like it's just not reality. We're all able to talk to things and about things that um, that we're either working on. And I do agree it should be something that, that you have some experience in or that you know something about. But again, I just feel like I, I face it a lot, especially when it comes to you, um, you know, me being able to speak about anything. And especially, again, you'll see that with age. People often will put those two together and they'll say, because you're young, clearly you have not experienced enough to be able to teach anyone anything. And it's so irritating to me, you guys. So irritating. Now, of course, I'm creating curriculum. I'm writing curriculum and I face it even in my my groups and and in when I'm I'm dealing with people and and you know they're they're wondering is this a good fit or is it not? And the question is, what qualifies you to write this curriculum? And again, I know that you have a right to ask that question, but Again, this just continually comes up. It comes up in in every aspect of my life is what are your qualifications? And here's how I feel about that. I feel very strongly that in every area of my life, um, well, first of all, what is a qualification? Like really? Who qualifies you? Who was qualified to qualify you for something? Okay, so you went to school. Did you actually retain or learn anything? Did it mean something to you? Who were your teachers? So who signed off to decide that you were qualified and based on what? A doctor does not know everything about medical science. A doctor knows a certain amount and they have the tools and the the ability and the skills to then research. Trust me, how many times I've gone to a doctor, they have no idea what they're prescribing or what they should be prescribing, and they're looking it up on whatever. I'm going to say Google. I know it's not Google, but it feels like Google to me, so I just think that feels right. But they're looking stuff up because they don't know absolutely every drug. It's always changing. The, the field is constantly evolving, and so they can't know everything. So, so what qualifies them to be an expert? Okay, so then people go and they get specialized training. They go and they become a pediatrician, or they become 
still, you guys, at that point, they have now this certificate that they have their doctorate in something, and yet they do not know everything about everything that they're dealing in. There's no possible way that anyone can be what we expect in our heads to be an expert in that you know all the ins and outs, and there are no surprises, and there's nothing new under the sun for you. Yeah, there is, because everything is changing, and and information is fluid, and we're learning new things, and new discoveries are being made all the time. So who qualifies anybody? First of all, like that whole thing is just irritating to me. When it comes to my Christian walk, it's tenfold irritating to me. It's the most irritating to me because I write Bible curriculum. I'm a worship leader and I speak. And when I speak, quite frankly, I know I'm not like I'm not at a woman's conference or I'm not speaking about God for the most part, but God actually comes into every single session that I've ever done. So I feel like I kind of am. Basically, if you've listened to one of my sessions, I preach a little bit. So I feel like it, it really, really hit when it comes to the spiritual side. People saying, have you gone to Bible college? Are you qualified? Again, qualified because somebody has told me their interpretation of the gospel and now I believe their interpretation and therefore based on that theological grounds and somebody signing off on like, like where do we decide that somebody is able to and is, is, is mastered some sort of topic And the problem is, is that when I look in the Bible at Jesus or at the disciples who are known to be very young, these were young men. They are even like people that are speculating that they were like teenagers. Okay, so I know that's that's controversial. We weren't there. We don't know for sure. But based on what people know, they do believe that they were young. And regardless, you might say, no, 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 some of them had families. Okay, so so let's say some of them were young. I think that's a fair interpretation. There was a lot of people that followed Jesus. Some of them were young. They were not all older people, gray-haired, with theological degrees. I think we can agree on that. Okay, these were people who did not have theological degrees. These were people who were fishermen. These were people who were tax collectors. These were people who were the people that followed Jesus, disciples or just people that came after him and had impact and had relationship. These were not people that were in the temples that that had been trained up their entire lives. Who qualified them? The Holy Spirit, Jesus qualified them and the Holy Spirit taught them. And and people were amazed. They were amazed by Jesus. They were amazed by the disciples. But it says, when the disciples spoke, Jesus said, don't be worried about what you're going to speak because the Holy Spirit is, he's, he's going to, he's, he's got it. Like he's got it. Okay. You don't have to worry about what you're going to say because he is going to speak through you. And so don't worry about it. So we know that the Holy Spirit was speaking through these people. So really it didn't matter who qualified them as long as they had relationship with Jesus, as long as they were surrendered to the Holy Spirit, then they now were, were actually qualified by the Holy Spirit who had anointed them for the jobs that they had been put into position for. And so I look at this whole idea of qualification in the, in the spiritual sense, in the Christian sense of what qualifies me to write a Bible curriculum. No one qualifies me to write a Bible curriculum. God qualified me to write a Bible curriculum when he laid it on my heart. 
God qualified me to write this when when I prayed into it and I sought him hour after hour, day after day, lesson after lesson that I wrote. God qualifies me to be a worship leader because God is with me when I lead worship. And if that ever changes where I don't feel him and I don't feel like I'm supposed to be leading anymore, then I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it without him. He is my, not just my qualification, but he is my why for everything that I do. What qualifies me to write Gather Round Homeschool curriculum is that God put this whole idea in my heart, in my mind, literally pen on paper as I'm scribbling ideas that I did not have. This wasn't coming from some well that I had been processing for months and months. This was all brand new information that I was just brainstorming and writing as fast as I possibly could. This was God. God is the one who gave me this idea. So what qualifies me to write it is the fact that God said, go and write this. So I'm going to do it. And whether or not people decide that I am worthy of the calling that I have is not actually my concern. When it comes to homeschooling, I'm bringing it back around because I know that not everybody is a writer and not everybody is in ministry. Bringing it back around to all of us. What qualifies us? You guys, the enemy is going to come at us every day of our lives, every moment that he possibly can and say, who are you? Who are you? You're going to pray over your kids. I faced this before, prayed over my kids for healing. I have, I have prayed for them to have no bad dreams. I have prayed for things in my life and I have felt that little bit of doubt and denial coming in that I know was the enemy saying, who are you? You think that what you pray matters? You think that you have any voice? You think you have any authority? That is not God. And, and, and the enemy uses other people, too, to come and say, who are you to homeschool your kids? Who are you to, to educate your children? To feel like you are equipped to walk in what you feel you're supposed to walk in. And then we have doubt. And this doubt is sown constantly in our lives. When we go to the grocery store and we feel judged. And it doesn't always bother us. But every once in a while it needles under the skin. It gets to us. We start to process it. We take that little bit of doubt and we worry it. And the problem with this is that it's not actually really that person. It's the enemy. We do not battle against flesh and blood. We battle against the principalities. We're battling against the enemy, you guys. And the devil is a liar. And he wants you and he wants your kids. And he wants your marriage. And he wants your family. And he wants your ministry. He wants it all. And I can speak about this and I can speak about it strongly because I feel under such attack even in my own personal life. And do you know where the enemy comes He doesn't come after my business. He doesn't come after worship leading. He doesn't come after ministry. He comes after my marriage. He comes after my marriage. He comes after my family, the peace in my home. We we start fighting. My kids are fighting. They're nattering at each other. I feel overwhelmed. And it goes into the cycle and it builds up and the peace in my home disappears. And I know that I know that I know that I'm under attack. And why he comes and attacks this is because everything else pours out of family. We diminish family so much. Like We diminish it to, like I said, you need to be an expert. You need to have this degree. You need to have a doctorate. You need to be a master. You need to be qualified according to 
the people that decide what is good and what is not. And those are the people that should be educating our kids. Those are the people that should be speaking into their lives. Those are the people that should be teaching them about God. We are just, you know, basically we pumped them out and we're going to keep them alive. That's our job. That's what we are relegated to. And that is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. You were called. You were given your children because you were entrusted. You were given your marriage because you guys are meant for each other and you guys can support each other and you guys are a team and you are one. And the enemy is a liar. So where I'm going at with this is I don't know what you're facing. I don't know who out there right now is feeling that attack, that little needling under your skin, that little doubt that you worry about when you go to bed, that am I qualified, where you start to just second guess. Listen, when it comes to homeschooling your kids, I so passionately believe, and more I see our public education, the more that I see even Christian school education, and I'm not saying that every single person is called to the same thing. I'm not. But I am saying that the more that I see the direction that our culture and our society is going, the more I believe that if you felt any inkling to homeschool, pray about it, get confirmation. But there is a very good chance that this was not just random. This wasn't just because your kids were getting bullied or just because it wasn't working. This is because you were called. And sometimes we miss the calling because of the circumstance. We see the circumstance, we deal with the circumstance, and we think, well, that's over-spiritualizing it. I mean, let's just deal with what it is. As it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it doesn't. But if you actually take the time to sit and ask, if you actually take the time to sit and investigate this, why did this happen? Are we supposed to be doing this? What does God say about this? I think there is a very good chance that you will discover that you, my friend, are called to this called to this and God is so passionately interested and invested and and defending your family your homeschool your marriage and your parenting because that is the number one thing the enemy is attacking it's the number one thing so the next time you go out and somebody says who qualifies you no what you're doing, know why you're doing it. Take the time to ask that question. Are you walking in your calling? And if you are, then nobody else gets to decide if you are qualified because you are qualified because he says so. He says so. And what God says, the gifts that God gives are irrevocable. The callings that he has on your life, he has on your life. And nobody gets to speak against that. Nobody. They can try. But you tether yourself to that. You tether yourself to that. And you remind yourself and you rebuke it. You speak it over yourself, you guys. When you hear all of the doubts, you you speak out loud and you say, no, no, that's a lie because I know that I'm called to do this. And God is going to give me the strength that I need. He is going to equip me. He is not going to just leave me stranded here trying and failing. He's got me. And that's the confidence that I have. Even if my kids in an educational sense go somewhere one day and get tested and find out that, oh, you're a little behind in this area. Do you know that I still have 100% 
confidence in what I'm doing because what I'm doing is not actually really that important for me about their GPA because I know that God will be faithful to my kids. I know that he is faithful. I watch him be faithful to my children time and time again. Things that I never even taught them. They are learning. Where do they learn these things? Things that that I didn't even invest and pour in. I I see fruit in their lives and I, I see these moments. I catch these glimpses sometimes of my children where I see this fruit and I feel like God says to me, you see that? Yeah, that was me, not you. He, he's got you. He's got your kids. It doesn't all rest on your shoulders. You're not alone. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's with you. The victory is won. And we can start to walk in that victory and that confidence, knowing our identity, knowing what we have been called to. So obviously, (sighs) guys, We had a little preach, okay? And I don't know even necessarily where that came from, but there it is. And probably I needed to hear that more than 50% of you because like I said, I am going through a bit of a valley right now and I feel super, super attacked. And so it's, it's the place that I am in and it is what I speak over myself at the same time as I speak it and claim it over you guys as well. I pray that you will be blessed this week in your homeschool. I pray that you will walk in freedom and victory and that everything that you face, every thought that you have, every every doubt, every word that somebody speaks over you, that you will see it for what it is, that you will take every thought captive and that you will begin to speak the truth over your homeschool, over your life, over your kids, over your your marriage. I pray that over your marriage too, you guys. I bless you. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you again next week. If you have not seen Gather Around Homeschool, I, I really, 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 really encourage you just to check out the sample. It might not work for you, but I know that God laid this on my heart for a reason. Because I believe that even in our homeschools, this attack of more, 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 that we're never doing enough really is just all this same thing of we're trying to silence the voices that we're hearing. And I think that this idea of minimalist one thing with all of your kids together and bringing everyone together and the sense of community and connection and relationship and taking that stress and anxiety away so we can walk in freedom, we can walk in victory in our homeschools. This was not my idea. This isn't just a a business idea. This isn't just um, a, a good idea even. This was his idea. And because I feel so strongly that it was given to me by God, then I encourage you to check out just check out the sample and there's a full week on there plus two other days you could do it with your kids and you know get a free week of school and see what you think of it I am working on a Christmas one right now I'm going to try to get it out as soon as possible and it's going to be a little bit shorter but that is not necessarily educational as it will because everything's educational but it is going to be focused on the reason for the season and the story and the behind the story and what symbols of Christmas mean but also way more than that it's going to go into um, who Jesus is the great plan the gospel message and and what Christmas is all about 
I want to have one of the traditions I, I found the most special all growing up was gifts to Jesus. My mom always did gifts to Jesus. And so one year, I think I did a poem. One year, I did a song. Lots of years, I did songs with my sister. I play piano. We do songs. We do whatever gifts we had. That idea of the little drummer boy, you know, I don't have much to give but I can play my drum. And I, I, I loved it. Sometimes we made things. My brothers would make crosses. Sometimes we'd do things with our hands. Sometimes we would, we would um, do skits or plays. We would just memorize scripture, whatever we could do. What gifts has God given you and what can you give back to him? And it kept the entire focus of it on him. And I thought that was so special. And I have, I have wanted to find a way to share that. And I'm so excited because we're going to build it right in. I'm writing the Christmas unit myself and I'm going to build it in where each of the weeks you're going to invest some time. Instead of brainstorming a writing project, you're going to brainstorm a project for a gift to Jesus and then spend time each week working on that. So I really hope that it's going to be full of, you know, family baking and watch a Christmas movie and discuss it and just just full of memories and make Christmas this year really intentional and really special. So that's my goal. That's my plan and my vision. That is hopefully coming soon. I have not started yet, so I'm going to be working very, very hard to get that out for you guys as soon as possible. But that is what is new. So you can go check it out, gatheroundhomeschool.com. And otherwise, I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. You can see some pictures I'll post on this um, episode on my blog, which is homeschoolon.com hit podcasts. I will post before and after of my schoolroom, which I cleaned and was a royal disaster. So again, I feel like you guys deserve, if you listen to me rant, you deserve to see my real life. And so I'm going to post my real life over there. I did post it as well on Instagram, but if you missed it, then you can go find it on my blog post. So that's it. Hope you guys have a great night, day, whatever it is. Talk to you later.